Hello, welcome to the Fresh Fix Podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm Jennifer. Okay, we are going to talk a little bit about friendships today. Let's jump right in. Uh, The reason this subject is important to us is because as we have uh, seen different things in our marriage as it's progressed forward, at different stages, we've seen the value of those friendships become, I would say, increasingly important. Agreed. I, I mean, it's not to minimize the importance of friendships that happen organically. early on. Well, oh. organically, but early on in life, because those are formative and important in those, you know, middle school, high school years. Um, but but then as we get older, as a matter of fact, I, I was reading an article um, from, I don't want to mess up the author's name. Her name uh, was or is Lydia Denworth, and she just wrote a book, and the book is entitled Friendship, the Evolution, Biology, and Extraordinary Power of Life's Fundamental Bond. And so, th- so through that article that she, or that book that she wrote, uh, one of the things that she emphasized was that there are uh, there is a progression through life that that it's easy to you're in that social mm-hmm. sort of framework in your middle school, high school, even college years. But then as as you get moving forward in life, all of a sudden things get more complex. And so we're going to dive into that in a little bit. But before we dive too deep, pet peeves has been an ongoing topic uh, for us that's been kind of fun. Yes, so, it has. Uh, do you have any follow ups on your last pet peeves? Yes, I do. Actually, I walked into the bathroom at work. Okay. And I th- I truly thought I was being punked because <laughs> the toilet paper roll was empty and the water was running out of uh, in the faucet. And I'm like, what the heck is going on One here? One of those is bad enough. One of those bad, of but both come on. How about you? Um, well, I will say that um, to my friends at Apple, thank you. Um, just since the last podcast where I think it, I think it was the last podcast I was railing about my yes. AirPod pros that just were not acting right at all. Um, I got the left one replaced again. Now, granted, I've had to do that one time before, but I got it replaced again and so far so good. Sounds oh, great. Good. I'm so glad. So now the only problem we have is when we're both listening at the same time. <laughs> oh my word, you guys. Okay. So when we're laying in bed, doing our own thing, um, he's reading a book and I'm on socials and I have my AirPods in and he has his AirPods in all of a sudden mine don't work. And my laptop speaker comes on and and it jars me because I'm an HSP and all of a sudden this (laughs) laptop speaker (laughs) pops on and I'm going, what's going on? What's going on? Why do we have, and it just kept flopping back and forth from iPhone to iPad to MacBook. And I'm like, Seriously, everything's turned off except for my laptop. Right. So I don't know what the heck was going on. We'll have to figure that out. Yeah, we have to figure out why is it popping off randomly and trying to connect to a different device when it's per- working perfectly well on the device that it's yeah. connected to. Maybe originally. one of you can help us with that yeah. challenge. Yeah. Hit us on Instagram or the Gmail account. <laughs> we'll hit you that. We'll, we'll give you those details <laughs> later on or we'll put them in the podcast notes. So do you have any pet peeves that uh, came to mind this week? Um, I had one that happened to me this week. Oh, wow. Um, and I, it's just a simple little thing. But when you're sending an email, and even if it's a short email, I think what happens a lot of times is people feel like if my email is short enough, I can put the entire thing in the subject line. 
of the oh. email. <laughs> and that is just really, really frustrating to me. So like, just don't put four sentences in the subject line of an email. Right. It, it just doesn't yeah. work well. Um, so that's one of my, I've actually got one more. Do you Oh, have yeah, one? no, yeah, go ahead. No, I'd like to hear your other one. Um, so that's one. Wait, it, I have a question about that. Okay. Can you put punctuation in the subject line? You can, but I think if you have to put punctuation in the subject line, it's too long. Oh, boy, okay. That's just me. Well, I'm just saying, like, sometimes I like to type in all caps, just like for emphasis, not like I'm yelling at people, or I'm not yelling at you when I'm sending you an email, just for emphasis. Yeah. So then I think if I put an exclamation point, maybe... I think that's fine. Okay. But when when you said punctuation, I kind of took that as a period, and then you start a new sentence. Oh, right. No, no, no. But no, I think an exclamation point in all caps is fine. Oh, okay. Yeah, especially for your personality. I think all caps is probably a good indicator of what <laughs> mood or or what message you might be trying to convey at and, that Yeah. And how many in the emojis and exclamation points and... Yes. Yeah. Indeed. Yes. Okay. Um, what was your second? So my second was uh, when when I call somebody... And they pick up and they immediately say, hey, I can't talk right now. Oh, yeah. We, we have these amazing technologies called, called voicemail <laughs> right. built into every device these days. So if you can't talk right now, don't pick up the phone. Yeah. I'm not going to be offended. I realize that people are busy, that there's a lot of things going on with people's lives. And so if, if that doesn't work... For you to talk right now, then just let it go to voicemail, and I'll leave a voicemail, or I'll send you a text. Now, there's there are nice <laughs> features built in that allow you to send a quick text back that says, "Hey, sorry, can't talk right now," right. and you don't pick up. You just send me an immediate text. You know, right. it's, uh, an auto thing in an iPhone. Um, awesome. That's yeah. a nice courtesy, not necessary, but a nice courtesy. <laughs> so those are mine. Okay. Yeah. What about you? Well, I have this thing with Post-it notes. Like, if you have to have 25 post-it notes on your desk, get a notebook. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, post-it clutters everything up. uh, Totally clutters everything up. And post-it notes, they can, they stick sometimes and sometimes they don't. And so, like, if you put a post-it note on something and then it gets ripped off by somebody else, I don't know. I'm just, post-it notes are not my best friend. I mean, I like them, but like... They have their place. So, what is their place? Their place place is like... Wow. I can tell you a use for my post-it, post-it notes for me for a long time were very useful to, to cover up the camera on the <laughs> laptop because I was paranoid for a long time. But now it just seems like the world we live in, it's like I'm zooming all day long. So it's like, okay, if the camera's on, the camera's on. Right. Because, okay. I do have a good post-it note. Okay. okay. A good so, use for a post-it note. A good use for a post-it note. Okay. If I need to do something immediately... Or if I can't forget something that's on my to-do list, I'll put it on a post-it note and like put it on my computer so that I do not forget to do such and such. So urgency of all urgencies. Post-it notes. A post-it note is allowable. But if you have 25, get a notebook. Yeah, make a list. Make a list. Could be an electronic list. I like paper. Uh, You're a paper girl. Paper is my friend, except for post-it notes. Awesome. Now, if we ever want to get a sponsor on this show, we know it won't be posted. Yeah, post it notes, we're out. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> uh, okay, so we started to dive into friendship. I kind of dove in probably too deep too soon, but we, we do want to talk about friendships. I mean, I, I just know that that's, that's a struggle, especially as you enter 
adulthood. I mean, mm-hmm. I think back to when we were we were first married. Yep. And you know, we were just really struggling. There was a time really really I mean, we'd been married what, a year or two? Right, yeah. And we just either you connected with somebody and I did not or I connected somebody with with somebody and you did not or uh we just couldn't find a solid connection and yeah. uh we actually prayed about it and and ultimately God brought somebody or a couple, couple into yeah. our lives who who to this day I mean Matt and Becky uh they live down in Florida and so we don't talk to them a lot we don't see them a lot but I think as a hallmark of any good friendship whenever we do talk and whenever we do see them it's like we pick, pick up, up right where we left off right where we left yeah. off and there's no awkwardness and no anything it's just bam we're right there as if it was yesterday that we talked to them yeah so i mean that's my like when when we started thinking about friendships mm-hmm. and and i think this was part of sort of your experiences over the last few weeks and how friends have stepped up for you during right, difficult yeah, times. Totally. Uh, I mean, that's what made us start thinking about this whole topic of friendships. But um, yeah, when I start thinking about that, I think about those early days. And, and those were the days where, where Matt was actually in law school at the time. And so Becky might, it was a, oh, what was it called? It was Thursday night on NBC, Must See TV. Must See TV, yes. Oh, it was the combination. Well, you kind of have to back up. Because Matt and Becky and Brian and I lived in a townhouse. Well, we each had our own townhouse, but we each had our own townhouse and we shared a parking lot. So their townhouse was on this side of the parking lot and ours was on this side of the parking lot. And we could just walk across and yeah, we'd be get in, to each other's house. And yeah. So like our 15, decks our decks, up yeah, yeah, yeah. to each other. Right, right go ahead. Yeah. So Thursday night, must, Must see, see TV. TV. Do you remember? Yes, totally. The lineup? What was oh, the lineup? Friends. Friends. Followed by Seinfeld. Followed by. Mm. You'll know it when I tell you. Oh, is it a thirty-minute show or no. an hour show? Hour. Um, nine hundred two one zero. No, but there's a nine hundred two one zero principle to friendship, so I'm actually glad you brought that up because that okay. because remi- I've thought about that in the past. Don't don't let me forget okay. about the nine hundred two one zero principle. As a matter okay. of fact, I'm going to jot down a note. Um, E.R. Oh my gosh, George Clooney, of course, E.R. Yes, E.R. Anthony Edwards, yes. George Clooney, yes. So That's an oldie but a goodie. Yeah, so friends, ironically enough, yes. as we're talking about friendship on this podcast, and so Matt and Becky would come over for Must See TV, but Matt would oftentimes be late because he'd be Steve's in law school, he'd be studying for, for, for whatever it was that he right. had coming up, and he had that... Um, Purple shirt. That purple shirt that was all ripped to shreds (laughs) and he wore it anyway because it was comfortable. I think he could think good in it or something like that. Right, right, right. So anyway, and then they would come over. Becky would probably already be there and then Matt would show up and he would always try to get there in time for ER or for Seinfeld or whatever. But um, yeah, those were great times. Like God brought them into our lives. Yes. And they're a great example of, of friendships that endure over time, even as they change over time, right? right? Change, especially like we moved to Omaha and they moved to Jeff City and then we stayed in Omaha. They moved to Tampa. Go Bucks. No, go Bucks. They're playing the Chiefs. I'm saying we're recording this right before the Super Bowl. (laughs) For us, it's go Chiefs, but maybe for them, even though they're they're not really from Kansas City. They're probably more from Tampa. I don't know who they're rooting for, but they better be rooting for the Chiefs. They spent plenty of time in Kansas City to root for the Chiefs. <laughs> I agree. Okay, right. sorry. If they listen to this, we'll see. We'll see. 
All right. Sorry, so, I digress. Yeah, that's that's okay. So you said go Bucks because they're playing Tampa Bay. Right, but how does that relate to Matt and Becky? Because oh, they, they live. live there. I just said they live in Tampa. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. Okay. Good. So, so yeah, that that is an example of that comes to my mind. So, like when you think of friendship, like what's the first thing that comes to your mind? You know, the kids. I think is a huge thing that can bring people together. Um, I, I think back over our friendships and a lot of them were when we started having kids and just the connection that you have, um, with common interests and, um, schools and athletics and, um, age of kids, um, just all kinds of things. Yeah. I mean, bring you together. I mean, I even think about Brian and I, um, led a, what our church called a journey group and it started out with five couples and ended up being basically a small church. I mean, we we, We had 50 or 60 people, including the kids kids of everybody. That's true. And I just think back to those, those people and those friendships and we're still friends with them to this day. We may not talk to them on a regular basis, but when we do, it's like... We pick right up. Right. And we would do anything for any of those folks. Absolutely. Like, that's, to me, the hallmark, too, of a, of a good friendship. One of the things, I, I referenced a book earlier at the top of the podcast, uh, and that book was about friendship, uh, The Evolution, Biology, and Extraordinary Power of Life's Fundamental Bond. And one of the things that um, the author, again, Lydia Denworth, one of the things that she points out in terms of friendships is uh, the the fact that science has clarified the definition of quality friendship or quality relationships. It has to have these minimum three offerings. It's stable. It's a long-standing bond. Mm-hmm. It's positive, which mm. we, you know we we could talk about toxic friendships. Um, Let's we, save that for another day. We may or may not get to that. Um, most of the time, that's not the case, right? right. That's the exception rather than right. the rule, but that does exist. So it's positive and it's cooperative. It's helpful, reciprocal. I'm there for you. You're there for me. And yeah. um, that was, to me, one of, if, if I'm being honest, one of the things that I had to learn as I grew up, I was fiercely independent as a young man, like especially 18, 19, 20, 21, 22 years old. I was, mm-hmm. I just felt like, I got this. Mm-hmm. I can do this. And I think sort of what God showed me through other people right. is that it's okay to ask for help and it's okay to allow people to help you. And of course, you should reciprocate that when the time comes, right? And it doesn't make you look weak to ask for help or um, receive help. Yeah. I mean, doesn't that doesn't make you look weak. It, it doesn't at all. It's just part of friendship. And maybe it's a guy thing. It it felt that way. It, it doesn't anymore, mm-hmm. um, but I think at the time it felt that way. It felt like weakness to reach out for help or to accept help. Right, right. And, and, and I would say that's one of the things that, if you can call it maturity or if you can call it just simply age, um, <laughs> I've learned that, no, I, I'm going to be there for other people when mm-hmm. they need it, and other people are going to be there for me when I need it, and that's the way I feel like it's supposed to work. Right, right. right. Well, I was listening to a TED Talk this week from, um, I think it was Shasta Nelson. Shasta or Shasta, I don't don't remember. And um, she was saying, I took notes on it, because at first I was just laying in bed listening through my my AirPods, and uh, then I 
started writing notes in one little journal that I have. And then I decided I got to go get a different journal because it was just so much good. But she said that a lot of people are looking for frentimacy. And she said frentimacy is a relationship where both people feel seen in a safe and satisfying way. Hmm. And I thought that was just really cool. And then she, she drew a diagram of a triangle, okay, right. with frentimacy being at the top of the triangle. Okay. And the bottom, the big long bottom of the triangle is positivity. And so like all, most relationships start out with positivity, like, oh, that she's a really cool person. I want to hang out with her or him or they're a great couple. Let's hang out with them. So they all start with positivity. Right. But then the other side, the two sides of the triangle are consistency and vulnerability. And in, in consistency, what that means is like, Time, history, um, experiences. Right. We've uh, talked about experiences before. Right, right, right. Right. Um, Where trust happens. And in that consistency, you feel safe. Hmm. Going back to the definition of intimacy. And then on the other side of the triangle, uh, that other um, side is vulnerability. And that's when you let people in, you you bear your, not bear your soul, but you show your soul what's deep inside you. You share your hopes, your dreams. Um, you can, for lack of a better word, kind of brag on yourself to this person and they're not going to take it as, oh, they're bragging about right. such and such. And so those three things, you kind of need all three of those things to have that top. That's how you get to frentimacy. And Interesting. through positivity, feeling satisfied yeah. through consistency, feeling safe and through vulnerability, feeling seen. That's how you will determine your level of intimacy. Well, and a lot of that's very consistent with Denworth's book that I mm. was just referencing. Oh, right. Yeah. I mean, about being positive right. and a, the longevity of friendships. Right. And um, I think, I think for me, I think about that vulnerability piece mm-hmm. and going back to what I had said earlier about almost being, in my naivete, seeing that as a weakness, seeing mm-hmm. uh, allowing a friend to help you out as a weakness. Uh, I really feel like the breakthrough for me mm-hmm. happened when we were living in the Walnut Ridge house. Okay. We had just, um, I say just moved to Omaha. That's not exactly true because we had at least two kids at the time. Okay, yes. Um, but But we had a trip scheduled to go out of town for a long weekend. Yep. And uh, her parents were scheduled to watch the kids because my parents, for whatever, couldn't at that time. And so then I think it was your mom got sick or your dad mm-hmm. got sick, uh, but they, they just couldn't do it. Right. Uh, not their fault. They just couldn't. And, and this wasn't like a trip downtown Omaha. This was like a flying trip. Yeah, we had, we had flights booked and it was, yeah. gonna, I say long weekend, it was like, you know, four days, three nights. Mm-hmm. We were going to be gone and... Um, all of a sudden, like three days before the trip, we all, and and remember the kids were young, right? So these right. trips were not just like, oh, that'd be kind of fun. Let's do that. Right? They were like, we need, need to get away. <laughs> yes, exactly. And, need a break. Yeah. And then so then three days before your mom got sick, and all of a sudden we were like, okay, uh, this stinks. It's nobody's fault. But what are we gonna do? I totally remember this like it was yesterday. And then our next door neighbors, yep. Dave and Terry, they stepped up 
And they were like literally not, like not even hesitant about it. They stepped up and they're like, hey, we'll take the kids. You guys go do your thing for the yeah. weekend and they'll be fine with us. And of course, they weren't like random. We, we right. got to know these people very well. So we trusted them. Right. We knew that there was, um, you know, the kids were going to be safe right. and well taken right. care right. of. Right. And, yeah. Um, so yeah, that that was like a big deal for me to to say, if it were not for our friends mm-hmm. stepping up and helping us in that situation, we would have literally had to cancel a trip that, from a an emotional health perspective, we needed. We needed. Yeah. And so that's another thing that that will happen with friendships mm-hmm. is they don't only they not only help you with that um, you know fluidity of mm-hmm. that flu- fluidity scale we'll call it of, right. of life and and uh, show up at varying points earlier in your life and later in your life and in this circumstance and then in that circumstance but then they also literally will help you with your you know emotional health totally which we needed at that time absolutely yep when you talk about emotional health in in this TED talk Shasta said that she believes the number one health, the number one public health issue is loneliness. Hmm. And meaning, um, my body needs more connection or relationship. And I totally agree with that. Yeah. Well, I think we all do. And, and there's so many different types of connection. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important to acknowledge that there that's that that fluidity right there are, yes. there are people who are acquaintances mm-hmm. but friends yes. and then there's a tighter knit group mm-hmm. and sometimes that tight knit group ebbs and flows like they were you were tight knit friends with them for a while and then you just kind of drifted apart and then you became tight knit friends with them again but at any given point in time i think it's important to have that tight knit close we have a small group that we meet with every other week mm-hmm. and um you know that's life-giving to uh, us that's the exact word i was going to say is life-giving yeah. uh especially through all the ups and downs that each person really in our small group has has had some peaks and some valleys right and it's been cool to be able to walk alongside them and do life together and encourage each other and pray for each other. And um, yeah, that's been very, very cool. Yeah, without a doubt. So I think the other thing on on friendship that I was thinking about too was just the the physical health that friendship can bring you. Mm -hmm. Uh, People don't realize it's sort of kind of a two-step process. Stress is unhealthy for you. Stress is a very well-known fact that stress... Increased levels of stress equal increased levels of heart attack, cardiovascular disease, stroke, um, emotional challenges, mm-hmm. all sorts of things. But friendships, in a, in a sort of correlating uh, statistic, friendships reduce the amount of stress in your life. So having those quality friendships are critically important to maintaining physical health, mm-hmm. literal physical health. Agreed. On top of all of the emotional benefits that come along with friendship. And I, I think it's interesting as we're talking about this, like, friendships shouldn't be a chore. No. And we're, we're kind of talking about it in a fairly academic way or a, a semi-academic way. Like, here's some statistics or here's some facts mm-hmm. and here's a TED Talk I listened to and here's an article or a book I read. 
about uh, an article I read about a book, and mm-hmm. that's all fine, but really, at the end of the day, it shouldn't be that hard, right? No. When it, friendships are working correctly, they just shouldn't be that hard. Exactly. And if they're that hard, then that's when it does maybe get into that toxic kind of friendship that, that uh, we alluded to earlier. Right, right. But I, Go yeah. ahead. No, no, I, I was just going to say, but, but that's... You can't judge the friendship based on, um, like, metrics all the time. Like, how many days did I see them? How many hours did I talk to them on the phone? How long did their text thread go? Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, how long's my Snapchat streak with them? <laughs> I don't even have Snapchat. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I've opened Snapchat in quite some time. Um, what, about folk- t- what about TikTok? Uh, maybe once or twice, <laughs> just because I was prompted to. Okay. Um, we digress. We digress. Well, you were, you were starting to say something, but I, I think my point was just about uh, how friendship shouldn't be hard and that if, if they become toxic, if they're that hard, that, that maybe you've, you might be finding yourself in a situation where, um, you know, you, you don't want to be mean or cause drama, but, you know, you don't have room in your life sometimes right. for, for some of the things that come along with... Um, the high drama type of friendships. Right, right. You know, um, I read this this article. They did a study of about 6,000 people, and they wanted them to, re- to rate their relationships on a scale of 1 to 10. 10 being awesome, 1 being eh. And um, they were asked also to rate how satisfied are you in your friendships. Hmm. And 50 to 70% of this score was a five and below. Oh, wow. And I just, I'm like, oh, I don't, I, I, my friendships are so important to me that I would never want, I, I would never want to, to feel like lonely I'd, I would right. never f- want to feel like um, that my friendships were a five or below. Right. I mean, it's I, almost sad. It is so sad. I just, for those people, I just want to hug them and yeah. love on them and say, come on, somebody's out there for you. You said something earlier that I wanted to come back to, and now I am blanking on exactly the word you used, but you said something about friendships and... Frentimacy. That's That was the... Um, so, the, so we're looking for the definition of frentimacy. So yes. tell me, refresh my memory on the definition of frentimacy. A relationship where both people feel seen in a safe and satisfied way. When you said that, it really struck me as how that is a sort of, I don't want to get all gooey. That is a foundation of mm-hmm. our marriage, I believe. Oh. Like, that is what... I, I really have a heart for people, and they don't. It doesn't have to be a marriage. It happens to be with us, but it could be a friendship. And we were actually talking about this at our small group as well. That there are so many people that have n- maybe never experienced what you just described of, of feeling, of feeling, of being safe. Mm-hmm. And what's the rest of the definition? Seen and seen, really being seen. Yep. And feeling safe. Yep. In a satisfying way. In a satisfying way. I mean, 
we've had so many rich relationships where that was the case. Absolutely. And I do worry because I know that there's people out there, that there are people out there that have not experienced that Mm -hmm. or have only experienced that to your, like if we were going to use your one to 10 scale, maybe they've only experienced that on a two. Yeah, right. And and it's it's just life transforming when you can experience Mm -hmm. that level of friendship. Yeah. At a seven, eight, nine, ten level. Yes. You know? So, okay, I, I, I mentioned the 90210 principle yeah, earlier. Yeah, give me that. And so let me see if I can articulate this before we wrap up our discussion. I, I had this idea come to me, it's been, it's been 15 years ago or more, and I'm not sure what prompted it because we did we were 90210 or 90210 devotees back in the day, right? But the point is that we were so invested in the characters of that show. So my 90210 principle around friendship is is this. It is so easy to get invested into a TV show, into characters. Uh, we, we talked about Friends mm-hmm. earlier, and I think anybody who's ever watched that show understood how invested you became in those characters and what was going on with them. Now, granted, that was a comedy. 90210 was more of a drama, if you can right. call it that. Um, <laughs> it was a drama at that time. Yeah, when you're 18, right. it, was, it was good and engaging, and, and I feel like we kind of grew up with, with... Dylan and yeah. Tori Spelling and... Oh, now, see, you said Shannon, Dylan. Dylan, so. but what was his real name? Luke Perry. Luke Perry. Yeah. So right. anyway, we did. We grew up with them, and we were invested in them because it's easier to invest in other people like that when you don't have to be vulnerable yourself, when they're just characters on a TV screen. For us, in real life, what we've got to do is have those same levels of connection with people that are real people. Because in order to have that in real life, it's a lot harder. You have to invest in and of of yourself. Like, you've got to be vulnerable yourself. And you've got to sit through stuff that maybe isn't as neat and tidy as what happens inside of a 60-minute, you know, net-out commercials, 40-minute program. Right, Where they get all the problems up and down inside of an episode... You've got to actually do life with people to get those kinds of relationships. So the 90210 principle in my mind would be you have to invest in real people the same way you invest in characters on a TV show. Wow. What else? Anything for mm, this week, this topic see. on friendship? Um, friendships take practice, I think. Yeah. Um, you know, it's there's... It's hard to get it right the first time. It, and, it is. And I, you think of people that you may not have clicked with at first, but then through circumstances or whatever, you become invested in somebody's life, and then you feel... Then all of a sudden, you're connected in a way that, oh, Wow. I didn't think we were going to connect, but we did. Yeah. I mean, we've got some some friends that I would call close friends that maybe at first glance, we wouldn't have suspected mm-hmm. that we would end up being as close of friends with them as we are. Yeah. Um, but yet, here, you know, to your point earlier about different circumstances in life, mm-hmm. whether it was kids being on the same team or kids going to the same school mm-hmm. or, you know, being neighbors 
in a you know in a neighborhood together or whatever it, yeah. the circumstance is that brings you together. All of a sudden, you find yourself um, being close with people that you may never have thought you would be close with. Yeah, so. I, that's so true. We are thankful for our friends. That's for sure. Yeah. So there's three things that I think kind of come out of what we talked about, that friends are, are good for your physical health, friends are good for your emotional health, friends can be fluid, and that's okay. Absolutely. And and the one other thought as I'm wrapping up is that level of of intimacy, that, that close circle of friends, while it may change, evolve, et cetera, over the years, you always need to have that. Absolutely. Whether you're an individual, whether you're a married couple, you need that level of of intimacy, friendimacy, mm-hmm. as as you put it from the TED talk you listened to. Which why don't, why don't we'll link to that TED talk sure. in the podcast notes. Um, but yeah, you need that tight knit group, and uh, don't be afraid to allow that group to get truly involved in your life, mm-hmm. and don't be worried if it evolves over time. That's okay. Yes, I agree. 100%. Right. Well, awesome. so last week we tried to have you sign us out on the podcast. Are well, I, I'm, I'm prepared. You're prepared this time? Well, it's not going to be anything like fantastic. Well, there's really that, not much to it. But before well, you do... Why don't you tell people how to listen to the podcast? Yeah, so any of your favorite podcasting platforms... Um, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Podcasts, et cetera, Anchor, any of those podcasting platforms we can be found. Also, we'll post clips on occasion uh, on YouTube, so you can find us. Just look up The Fresh Fix on YouTube, and you'll see some clips, usually not full episodes, but clips on YouTube. Um, and then on Instagram at Instagram slash The Fresh Fix 2021. And then um, we've also got a Twitter account. You can look up The Fresh Fix on Twitter as well. So Very good. Those are the ways that you can find us. That is awesome. So until next time, I'm Jennifer. And I'm Brian. And we'll see you next week All on right. The Fresh Fix. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.